Joel Caparello. Okay, I'm going to jump right into it today. I am speaking with Greg Plum. Greg's a, a, a friend of mine from a long time ago. We went to the University of Delaware together. I think I explained that again at the beginning of the in- interview. I actually did this a uh, little over a month ago, and Greg, what is great about this episode is Greg's kind of out on his own for the past, uh, I want to say, year or so. He is making his uh, living in the world of uh, communications in the business place. So what if you're not, if, again, if you're running your own business, you know that decisions that you make over how your, um, you know, your telephony is working, how your, your email and whatnot are obviously decisions you need to make, conference calling, uh, video calling, things like um, go to meeting, you know, put that in your head. Well, what Greg does is he helps uh, the companies pick the right option for them uh, in a cost-efficient yet value-oriented way. And more importantly, I think Greg's experience is a great uh, example of people that make the change over from a regular paying gig into something where they're providing their own income through their entrepreneurial efforts. It's fascinating. I find the, this particular world of communications fascinating. You know, Greg's unified communication is definitely um, out in front. He's making some big bets on technology that uh, you might not even be aware of. So, Listen, I think it's a good discussion. I think you're going to gain some value out of it. So without further ado, let's take a listen to my talk with Greg Plum of Plum Unified Communications. All right, pretty excited today to have with me Greg Plum. Greg is the founder of Plum Unified Communications, and he also happens to be a pretty longtime friend of mine. Greg and I went to the University of Delaware together. So we were having breakfast the other day, and I'm really intrigued and, and fascinated by what Greg does, and more importantly, the approach he takes so towards the end of the launch, I said, hey, how about uh, jumping on one of my one of my calls and let's kind of talk about that. So, Greg, first things first, thanks for, I know you're a busy guy, thanks for taking time out of your day to do this. Absolutely, Joel. Thanks for the time. I appreciate the uh, the opportunity to, to talk about what I'm passionate about. Sure. So let's get right into that. Well, actually, before we get into what Plum UC is all about and, and what you've got going on there, you know, I I know that uh, it's funny. You know, I was reading your bio and prep for this call, and I certainly knew the beginning of it, right back in uh, you know how you ended up at an MBA, MBA, and and went down the financial services path. But what I didn't know was was your uh, pension for entrepreneurial efforts. So, look, I know it's a big leap from you know having a secure corporate gig to to going out on your own. So, talk to me about that the importance of your entrepreneurial spirit, not just in what you've got going on today, but how it's guided your career over the past, you know, couple of decades? Well, it's been, um, it's kind of been an underlying current since I started, and I've always had this, 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 this bug, really, that I try to um, exercise in lots of different ways. I mean, through the years, I've, I've tried different things. Uh, I was a, I had my real estate license, um, always, you know, kind of on the side of that, in your words, you know, the secure corporate thing. Not that there's really such thing as a secure corporate thing, but I, I understand the, you know, the, the, uh, concept. Um, so, you know, as time went on, uh, I started to, so I was with, um, MBNA, which an iconic company that really, really, um, truly formed the way that I work today. Um, it, it's hard to work in an environment like that and not be changed. Um, so it still permeates everything I do today. So that's it's been a very positive uh, Im- impact on my my work ethic and just the way I, I um, approach business. But uh, as you can imagine, in a large bank, the entrepreneurial uh, I guess freedoms are are really not there. So 
Um, it's been one of those things where after 10 years, I decided to leave, and I went to a small mortgage company in town in uh, in Wilmington and um, really enjoyed it. I mean, I love the fact that every day I was impacting bottom line, and if I didn't do something, it didn't get done, and I, I enjoyed that part, uh, the accountability and the, the ability to watch something grow right in front of my eyes and, uh, quite frankly, you know, have pretty much unlimited revenue potential based on the, you know, the structure of a, a sales environment. So, um, unfortunately, that, that company uh, closed its doors, and then I ended up uh, working out, you know, just looking for a new opportunity and a next career change. Little did I know it was going to land me in telecommunications. I ended up with um, a small uh, telecom company, great uh, conferencing company in Newark, Delaware. They they also had a very great work ethic, and um, they just, they were very impressive in a way. It was a boutique that just did business the right way, and it, it then I was bitten by the uh, the telecom bugs, essentially, and I became a telecom guy somehow, and um, that was a smaller shop, so I got to run sales and really try new things day to day, and as a result, you know, the, I that became everything that I was about. It was about telecom and next steps and, you know, communications, and then at the time, you know, this was right around, I took the job right around September 11th, and, of course, everything changed uh, from that point forward. One of the impacts really was a a huge growth in the uh, conferencing market, and uh, as a result, new companies popped up, and uh, the market really became commoditized pretty quickly. A lot of players came into being, but um, at the end of the day, conferencing was an accepted uh, a really critical business tool that people were using day in, day out, and that that put me and my business really in the uh, in the limelight. So, and it, that continues to to this day. So, yeah, entrepreneurial uh, you know opportunity or bug has always been there, and um, but it's never a good time, Joel. It's never a good time to take a hundred percent cut in your uh, in your pay. It's a it's a challenge, <laughs> but um, definitely exciting and motivating. No, believe me. Well, look, I mean, that's uh, I had I had a friend of mine once tell me that it's entrepreneurship is kind of like standing on a diving board with a big black hole underneath, and you know, you, the the biggest jump is the first step, obviously, to to have the courage to go ahead and do it. So I, I certainly understand that. But what I like about now, I ask this question of some of the folks that I talk to quite a bit, and there always seems to be a undercurrent of, and you said a couple of them right out of the gate here. You know, you had impact to revenue, also impact to the bottom line. You know, you changed. Uh, complete lines of career, so an, uh, an eagerness to kind of see how the, the business or the products or services are actually impacting what people are doing, how they're running their business, or even what's going on in their lives, and you've certainly done that with, with your trajectory here. So let's get into the telecommunications a little bit, because that is such a complex landscape, right? Is it, as a sales professional, and then now is running your own business in this space, is it important to for the the consumers, the the companies that are considering these services, to take a look at what am I really buying? You know, especially because the landscape's so so complex. I mean, one is that important, and two, if it is important, how do you help uh, the you, the folks you serve understand? Hey, here's what you're truly buying. Yeah, you know that's a good point, um, and it is not only is it complex, but it changes at light speed. So you know, technologies that were around two years ago either are on their way out um, or just just not where people are focusing. Um, let me give you an example. So 
when I started in this business, just give you an idea how much it's changed. So it's, it's been 15 years, so I'm kind of, I am dating myself at this point, but um, we were selling services, you know, for conference, you know, regular old conference call, but, which, by the way, when I accepted that first position, I had never even been on a conference call. I was, I took this, this position just on faith based on the recommendation of a friend. I thought I'd give it six months, and lo and behold, you know, 15 years later, I'm still in the same industry. Um but back then, the technology, you know, you were selling a minute of conferencing for like 24 cents a minute wholesale. These days, a customer can go out and you can find it online for, you know, three cents. So the, the, the landscape has changed tremendously. The com- competition has just gotten fierce and, uh, you know, it's a completely commoditized space. So what, what I try to do, and then, and customers see that, you know, but they have so many choices. And if they're viewing it just as a, a utility and just as a tool, then, you know, as a tactical um, measure, that's one thing. But what we try to focus on is really, it's more than that. It can be a strategic tool. It can help you grow your business. It can help you work smarter. It can help you be way more productive. And one of the components that's driving that today is a concept called uh, unified communications, which, you know, is part of my company name. And basically what that does, it's, it's really fueled by the cloud. Um, it's fueled by the convergence of uh, telecom and IT. So no longer do you have you know, companies of all sizes. Even large, large enterprise has taken a, a bit, if not all, of their communications and moved it to the cloud in a hosted environment. So they don't have the big servers um, and, and phone switches on, on premise, which they used, they used to do. So the good thing for the smaller shops, and, and the large enterprise really isn't my focus. I mean, I, I have two parts of my business. I've always focused on the partner side. So I work wholesale, so I, I have um, partner relationships that I've had for, you know, some of them as long as 15 years, um, where what we do is we you know, just provide different services, and not just the service, but it's also an overlay of knowledge and knowing when the right solution is for a particular customer, and, you know, they're going to change. I'll talk to, you know, in a given day, if I talk to five different customers, um, either that found me or a partner brought them to me, I'm going to have five different scenarios and five different recommended solutions based on what their needs are. So the trick is not to pigeonhole them, and it's not a feature benefit. It's like, oh, I can do this, this, this for you. It's really going in trying to understand what their needs are today, but then look to the future. The beauty is these these high-end Technologies, these unified communication platforms that allow you to do everything. You can um, video chat, IM, phone, have a phone call, email, all from a single interface. Those tools are now within reach of, of companies of all sizes, all the way down to, single, to sole proprietors, because everything is SaaS-based. It's all software as a service. There's no large capital expenditures required. And it really just puts these, these high-end tools that used to be reserved for larger companies and it really within reach of, of all companies. So let, let me kind of – you said something in there that I found interesting because I know you work with, a, with the channel partners quite a bit. And you obviously take a solutions approach. So you really articulated it very clearly and 
hey, it, there's such a broad, because I think what a lot of, especially let's you know, focus on the small business owner, I think what a lot of them underestimate is while there are a lot of choices, there's a lot of complexity in that choice and making the right choice and what the difference is. And because it's so affordably priced, sometimes they'll make a quick decision rather than the right decision. But if you're, again, working with the channel partners, do you find that a challenge, because look, a lot of these guys have been in the business forever. Uh, they're running a transaction run rate model and they don't want to be bothered or um, really see the value in selling the value. I mean, do you find that a challenge in helping them see, hey, the way to differentiate here is not through driving your price down as low as you can, although obviously that's a component in a commoditized kind of business with so many choices, but by sincerely differentiating what you're bringing to the table and how this is going to impact the business. I mean, is that a challenge for you to help the, the channel partners see that way? Well, it's funny you say that because literally I, I just got in 2 o'clock this morning. I was in Chicago yesterday presenting um, two sessions to um, channel partners, but they were not telecom. They were actually um, Apple, Apple um, channel partners, um, where uh, you said obviously on the IT side of things. And the sessions that I was speaking on, specifically that, it was uh, building a sales playbook, you know, which is creating a recipe for selling and, and and not driving your price to zero, adding that value and differentiating yourself from your peers because Lord knows you've got, you know, a multitude of peers. You need to stand out in some way. And the other one was the um, the art of the deal. And that's really more talking about adding, not selling the features benefits. It's really going at it from the customer's perspective, finding out what their needs are, and then coming in with a couple of different options. It's not it's not walking and say, okay, here's your solution. This is what you need to do. Because that becomes a yes, no. Yep, okay, great, I love it, or no, I don't. Well, chances are you're going to get a no because it's just easier for somebody to say no than to say yes. Instead, what we've decided, what we try to do is going with a, uh, several different, or three different solutions, you know, three different price points that will all, in varying degrees, meet their needs. Um, so you're not selling on price. Never, ever, ever is it just going in, oh, I want to be the best price, because if they take you solely because you're the best price, ultimately you're going to lose that deal to somebody else who comes in cheaper. Now that's okay, I'm glad I asked the question because I think I, look that's another you know, running theme here on on leading matters is that listen the mission that you're in and what you're actually delivering makes a significant difference so the way you're leading the uh, the sales process there in, in this particular case uh, obviously makes an impact so thanks for sharing that so let me switch gears you mentioned Apple but I know for a fact that you're a big fan of what Microsoft is doing and where they're heading and I I haven't really been paying attention as much since I've been doing my own thing for a little while to, to that because I, I like we said earlier I've got my own uh, trash to take out and IT to take care of so uh, but it was kind of surprising to me so do me a favor share with me why you're so bullish on what Microsoft is doing and why it's a, it's a good choice in the light of of some of these um, value discussions we've been having. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's funny because I did take my life in my own hands when I mentioned uh, Microsoft and Office 365 in a room full of Apple uh, zealots, um, and they were not shy about <laughs> about their their uh, how they feel about. They're very very passionate. So uh, Microsoft, I am hugely bullish on it because I feel like. Uh, Microsoft's finally doing something different and, and it's become relevant again. I think it used to be one of those just old school brands that was kind of just out there and nobody really thought of them as a trendsetter and really imp impacting communications or technology in any way. Well, that's, that's changing at lightning pace right now. Um, 
there, the product is uh, uh, Office 365, which comes out in many forms, many different flavors, but it's essentially it's a hosted software package. So, you know, in the old days, you would go to the store, you, you'd buy the TV, or the, the discs off the shelf, and you'd pop them in your computer, and you load the, the software right on that particular machine. So these days, it's more of a, a subscription-based model where you can go, you can buy it, and you can get this, just to give you an idea of how how widespread it is and what an impact they're making, Go to Costco, you'll see it on the shelves. Go to Walmart, you're going to see it. Go to GoDaddy. GoDaddy is a large uh, seller of Office 365. So it just shows that um, this subscription-based model where people are just paying a little bit every month, like you do with a cell phone, like you do with your cable bill, um, that becomes just a part of your expenses, and that's that's the model in which you, you operate. The value there is you always have the latest and greatest. So when there's an upgrade, you know, if you bought the disc and you load it in the machine, you, you are stuck with that version. If you're buying the subscription as their upgrade, and let's face it, the upgrades come out fast and furious, you know, in this in this uh, space, you're always you always have the latest. You always have um, the most up to date uh, version of whatever the software is that you're that you're offering. Now, my why I love what I'm really passionate about with uh, Microsoft. Not, not necessarily just off of 365, but it's the communications piece within it, you know, strangely enough, the conferencing piece, which is uh, today it's known as LYNC. It's L-Y-N-C. Um, that is going to be changing uh, this summer from LYNC to Skype for Business. So everybody knows that brand. So when it first happened, a lot of people were asking me, so what do you think of this? Is this good? Is this bad? Well, it's kind of one of those, well, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So where I am right now is, of course, you know, if Microsoft's going to do what Microsoft's going to do. So you 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 know you play with within their their rules that they set. So uh, rather than try to fight it, I'm going to try to find the the silver lining. So here's where I think this is a good thing for for businesses like mine and for other uh, telecom consultants and IT consultants. Skype is a well-known entity, pretty much worldwide. All right, it, it handles more than a third of the traffic of, of, of the long-distance traffic worldwide. So it's known. Link was, they did a great job. Microsoft did a great job building a brand that was known for enterprise class um, quality and security, reliability. Um, Skype necessarily didn't really have that reputation. They just had a widespread um, just presence. So Microsoft plus Skype... That's the perfect opportunity to take the reputation, the ubiquity of a of a of a product, and then and then combine that with the business class um, reliability of Link, and really come out with a, a joint service. So what I love about that concept now that I've had you know several months to figure out how it's going to impact my business, what's good about that is um, customers that. You know, Link really had the biggest adoption at the larger enterprise level. Uh, SMBs, not not as much. So now, you know, the SMB space, the, the smaller businesses, all know Skype. Now they're going to be ex- exposed to Skype for business. So I feel like anybody, all the Microsoft partners out there that are, are selling Office 365 and they're selling Link, um, soon to be Skype, I just feel like the business is just going to really um really take off and uh instantly office 365 is microsoft's fastest growing uh commercial product in history so mm-hmm. they're definitely uh making an impact 
That's great. I, I like again. I was. It's. I love how you connect the dots there. I talk a lot about connecting dots, right? And that's to see the uh, the convergence of. And you know, they bought Skype a while ago, right? So to kind of see that they're you know, committing and laying bets to this brand, they're heading this direction. Office is obviously a known quantity. It's not going away anytime soon. I like. I like that you're looking at it that way. It seems like it'll be a. Uh, a more successful way to kind of sell that value because you, you eliminate that one hurdle early. So, listen, Greg, I, I want to be mindful of your time. First, I want to thank you again for for joining me. Uh, it's been we've been talking to Greg Plum of Plum Unified Communications. Go ahead and check him out if you're looking for some help in this space. And and really, uh, he's a great uh, person to talk to when you're considering these options because the, again, that landscape is so littered with options that making the right choice is way more important than, than making the most affordable choice. So, Greg, thanks again for joining me, and um, you know we'll see you soon. 